Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. It is sweater weather today. I like it. What about you? Hmm? Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Thank you so very, very much for being here. You know, one of the things that happens when the weather turns cold is you try to figure out where your gloves are. Because here in our part of the world, that would be the deeper south. I consider Memphis the deep south. We are the deeper south. And then lower Florida is the deepest south. So we're, we're in the deeper south from my point of view. That There's just not that much occasion. But when it's time for gloves, we need our gloves. Look in the pocket of the coat that you also have not worn since then. Okay. But I have some new gloves, too. This is a two-glove year. I'm looking. It may be a cold winter because this has happened to me. I have managed to become one of those people that can use their telephone and move their screen around at the same time they have on gloves because it's those kind of gloves. I'm addicted. These are great. Yeah, I have cold hands. Cold hands, warm heart. That's what we're all about here on Weekend Gardening. Thank you so very, very much for being here. Thank you for the coffee, Lance. It's very good. Appreciate that. This is the week before Thanksgiving. In case you're listening to us, maybe you don't know what today is anyway, but you may be listening to a rebroadcast or you may be listening to a podcast or perhaps even downloading and putting me in your pocket to listen for a couple of hours while you're on the road driving to grandma's house and i just think that thanksgiving is one of those times that we appreciate but we might not appreciate as much if there wasn't so much food involved so when we think about food or when i think about food i think about gardening because we got to grow the food right right that's what we can talk about we can also talk about Sasanquas. Fall is for Sasanquas, and those flowers are blooming all over the place. Y'all know I have one neighbor that gardens a lot and one neighbor that gardens not at all. Both their Sasanquas look terrific. It's a very durable, reliable, fall-blooming, glossy-leafed plant. And in my case, um, they are, they're smaller. I like the ones that get kind of moundy shaped. They're, they're wider than they are tall. But there also are tree forms. And those are magnificent as well. Sasanqua is one of those plants that I don't really think we grow enough of. I think if we paid more attention, we would understand that everywhere you plant a crepe myrtle for summer flowers, you need to plant a sasanqua in the same area. Not maybe in full sun, because they, they're, they're better off with a little afternoon shade, but in that same general area so that you have flowers in the other part of the year, too. It it really does make a big, big difference. What do you call the inner part of the flower when you have the spines coming out like the sasanqua, the beautiful uh-huh, yellow? The, the stamens. The, what are they called? Those are the stamens. The stamens. Thank you. Those that, are just in beautiful. that parts of the flower business. Mm-hmm. 
um, it, it it's all about sex, frankly. But since plant sex is a fairly fa- family friendly topic, we can talk about that. The the biggest attraction for pollinators is not actually the fact that the plants need pollinating. They're looking for lunch. And when they find the nectar, then they're able to pick up the pollen and move it to the next plant. But it's, it's, we're very lucky that that happens because <laughs> we would not otherwise have them. I really do think that the common name of Sasanqua is, it's, I always heard them called yard camellias. Because we grow the Camellia japonica for the big fat flowers that bloom in the wintertime. But this is their cousin, and it's more of a plant for the garden or for the yard than it is for the vase. Although, I will tell you, some of them last a fairly long time and can be particularly the doubled up ones, um, Shishigashira and, and some of the ones that are really double flowers. But they're so pretty in the yard that I don't, and, and they're not really bothered by much, so I don't want to cut them. I'm I'm really very very fond of it. I also think that um, it's really pretty to drape those uh, twinkly lights over things, and a, a nice evergreen, glossy green shrub is a pr- particularly nice host for that. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. Hope you'll want to join the conversation today on the Super Talk call line. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five is the C Spire text line which y'all are kind enough to keep a little bit hot on a Saturday, on a cold Saturday. Uh, if you are brave enough to tune in to supertalk.tv, hello. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at the camera for a moment. I don't do that too much because i got a lot of stuff to do here. But this, my friends, is the kind of gift you only get from somebody that loves you. This is a Satsuma, homegrown and delivered to my house. I didn't even have to go pick them. So I want to thank my dear friend. She knows who she is. And this this is the last one, so I'm going to share it with Lance today. I've been eating them all week. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm a big citrus well, man. I love c- citrus. And, and I, I like red grapefruit. I like um, satsumas very, very much. And others are okay. But but if I had to, if I could only have one and if I could get it, it would be a Louisiana navel orange. They are too tender to grow where I live now, and they're not the easiest ones to grow anyway. Oh, is that fruit good? My goodness. Tell us your citrus memories. What's on your mind? Do you like kumquats, by the way? Do you like kumquats that are sharp tasting, or do you like the ones that are sweet tasting? I actually like them in wreaths, so it hardly matters. But in terms of eating them, I like a combination of the two flavors, and that's not common, apparently. Um I have a, a a recommendation for your holiday gifting or maybe for just for yourself. You may or may not know who the musician um, Patti Smith is. You should. But if you don't, that's okay because her book's not about music necessarily. It's, it's poetry. It's photographs. And it is um, – as one who is often encouraged by my adult children to do things that I then turn out to really appreciate, her daughter said, you know, you're, you're sending me these great photos during the pandemic. You should be putting them on Instagram. And so that has turned into a coffee table book called uh, A Book of Days. And there's a photograph for each day of the year. It's by Patty Smith. It's just out this week. And I'm telling you. You will not be sad that you got. There's no calendar. There's no promotion. There's no, you know, it's just her photographs and her thoughts. And she has lived an interesting life already, and I think there's a lot more to come. So 
give yourself give yourself the opportunity to check that out. A Book of Days by Patty Smith. I um, well, I won't tell you my favorite day. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll do that another day. Anyway, I have been on a plastic mission. Y'all know that I live in the city of Jackson, and most of you who listen to various and sundry news broadcasts probably know that we don't have a really stable garbage pickup system at the moment. Now, that being said, they pick up my garbage twice a week and never and there's and have not missed a day. All right. So I, I do live on a main street. It's kind of hard to avoid us. But that's that being said, there's always an, another area to be concerned about. And that's where it's not getting picked up and, and where things are not working the way they're supposed to. But all that being said, it has brought back to mind all of my points of view about how much trash we put out in the landfill anyway and how much can we compost and how much can we how much do we actually have to create and when you go to buy something and you see that there's six kinds of packaging inside one package is there a better alternative you know these are there's just it's an opportunity to think and to be smarter I personally have a water collection system, for example. The water system will not be a problem for me in terms of running my plumbing because I collect water. But not everybody has 50-gallon drums in their backyard and screening systems and the things that it takes to do that. Maybe I should show those things off. I don't know. Anyway, I, would, I would love to see that. Anyway, I mean, really. it's it's just, just one of those things. Maybe by next year at the Fondren Bottle Tree Garden Tour, I'll have it to where people can see things. But any rate... The whole point of this discussion is just to say, we do a lot of plastic. Even when you don't want to do a lot of plastic, you do a lot of plastic. And the the recycling of plastic bottles from all of this bottles, water drinking and whatnot that we're doing has become a concern. There are several groups that are not only collecting the bottles, but basically shopping around for a place to recycle it. And indeed, there's so much interest in this particular area, of course, Um Folks in Switzerland are working on the mulch film, the plastic films that that are spread out over the fields to hold down the weeds and keep the soils warm, and then you plant through them. Um, the first place I ever saw that done in bigger than, you know, just a four-by-eight bed was in the strawberry fields in Southern California a long time ago. And you literally, the the, the there was no soil showing, okay? The, the black plastic just went everywhere. And it was great to have that because that's what kept those strawberries so clean. But how the plastic biodegrades is a problem. And it's very difficult. It takes a lot of time. It, and time is money for a farmer to go back and get all that polyethylene film up after the use. It doesn't, you can't even pick up all the thin ones because they shatter, they tear easily. So they're working on biodegradable mulch films, but unfortunately, it's not a big deal quite yet. So working on trying to figure out how we can improve that biodegrade, biodegradable quality makes a lot of sense, and that's exactly what they're doing. They've taken the first step by really studying how the plastic biodegrades and what they found out basically publishing in Nature Communications, is that we didn't really know what we were looking at. And like so many other things, it's really, really smart to do to pay, to pay attention about that. Um, let's see. Have you – this is from Corinne. Hey, darling. She wants to know if I've written a book on indoor plants. No. I should have, though, because that's actually – you know, I, I did major in tropical plants. <laughs> which are an entire indoor garden right now. I have 
the most beautiful. There, there's, it was too cold to even take them and try to give them away this week. But I have the most beautiful queen's tears in bloom all over my house because I grew too many of them. That sounds like a very first world problem, I realize. But for somebody who's not always had that good of luck with bromeliads, I'm very impressed with myself. <laughs> Um, for can I recommend a general readable book as a gift for somebody just starting out growing indoor plants? Oh gosh, no! But I will think about it, Corinne, and I will get back with you about it. There are a couple of them. There's one that's about that's an organic approach to that, and there's another one that's a really good encyclopedia of those plants. Which basically, when you read it, you don't ever feel like you'll have enough space or enough plants. But I'm, I'll have to figure out what those are. Thank you very much. Um. <laughs> you may be right, Big Mike. You may well be right. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> anyway, how is your plastic degrading? I hope well. <laughs> One of the things that's also going on in my garden this week is the the fa- fa- finally fabulous Clara Curtis mums. They're blooming all over the place. And, of course, it's actually usually they're done by about Thanksgiving. And instead, I'm only about halfway through seeing the buds open up. But I love that flower. It was so dry. And no matter how much water I put out, it just was useless for them until it finally rained. And when it finally rained, they began to open up. And they turned turned out to be just beautiful. Really, really cool. Let's see. Um, Oh, my goodness. Let's go to talk to Beck in Madison. Welcome in. What's going on? Hey, so I have a bunch of Leland cypress trees, and I put just dog poop that was in the yard around two of them trying to fertilize them, and they have turned like a golden brown. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've killed them or if I've had the pH in the soil you know, thrown out or, or what. I was just trying to figure out what I should do. Was it fresh poop? It's been sitting in the yard for a couple of days. I have kids, and instead of well, letting them play in it, I just um, it's not it it's not a good fertilizer. Even if it was composted, there would not be a great deal of value in it. And by putting it yeah. there that soon, yeah, you you probably scorched them a little bit. Are the other ones not doing this? The other ones are still bright green. They are. Yes, okay, they are. I would put a sprinkler underneath those two things and water, 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 water to see if you can get whatever has infiltrated their system out of it you know just wash it away and i wouldn't do anything else until we see whether or not we can maybe get some regrowth in the spring or they it's possible that they'll turn green again but it's not likely do you think i should replant them now or should i wait no i would wait i would wait I, i have i have learned in my gardening career that as soon as I say you should dig that up, the thing will b- go into bloom next week. You know, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm hesitant. I'm a very conservative gardener in that regard. I always say try it, and then I'll say, well, it may not be time to give up yet. And I wouldn't give up quite yet, but I would get all of that washed away as quickly as possible. Okay, perfect. I'll jump on it. Good luck. Thank you much. Thank you so much. Bye now. Yes, bye bye. That's an interesting problem. Um, we don't put um, we don't put animal poop in the compost either. Now it's not because it won't degrade, but it's because very few of us have a system that gets to a temperature where it will degrade. Okay. 
it, it's obviously it's going to it's carbon based stuff it's going to degrade but it needs a particular process a particular heat level especially um, to do that now two or three years down the way you've been dumping your cat litter box in one corner i don't know what you're going to do with it but i don't care <laughs> it's probably not going to hurt anything it may not have anything left in it either so yeah yeah mike i wordled in four too it was an interesting wordle today if y'all wordle we should start a circle you know there's a lot of people that 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 um send out their results every day and either laugh at each other or (laughs) or say nice things (laughs) anyway oh my goodness bill and perkinson i my lips are getting spicy tingly just looking at these peppers ghost peppers habaneros and cheyennes ready for the dehydrator how beautiful that is just gorgeous you're gonna have some good chili this winter that's great oh my goodness okay all right i can do that y'all send the coolest texts (laughs) some of them i can't talk about you know what one of the fantasies of people um you 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 hear people talk about, for example, the weeds in their garden, the plants that grow that there that they don't want, which can be anything. In my case, it's sometimes oak trees are weeds. When the squirrels bury all the acorns and then they suddenly come up in the spring after a rain, those are weeds. They're not acorns. They're not, I mean, and then they're not oak trees as far as I'm concerned. You might use them, you might not. But we're going to talk about some interesting things that people didn't think plants could do, and now we found out they can. They may be. They may be coming to take us over. I'm not really sure, but I, I think it'll help. I think it'll help. About the word social, too. There are a lot of descriptions of social versus solitary when it comes to bees and spiders and things, and, well, people for that matter. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. This is Ernie Johnson, Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD, and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Please never use gas appliances for purposes which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes and never store flammable materials inside propane cylinders. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in protecting your home or business. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards. Plus, we offer free gas checks for our customers. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. At Gateway Rescue Mission, we feed hungry people, we offer shelter to people seeking life change, and we serve as sort of a beacon of hope that says, hey, God cares for you. I'm Rex Baker. Rescue Mission work is not glamorous, but we do see lives changed. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Find out how you can get involved and join God at work here in Jackson and at Gateway Rescue Mission. 
Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. In the heart of Mississippi, there's a place built on tradition and memories. Come make yours at The Hideaway at Reed's Estate. A nature retreat nestled amongst the pines awaits you at The Hideaway. 200 beautiful acres to explore, a bevy of curated venues, and charming lodging to host you and your guests. Perfect for corporate events, dinner experiences, family gatherings, celebrated milestones, weddings, or romantic cabin for a getaway. We are currently booking for the holidays at the hideaway. Let us be a part of your new holiday traditions. ReedsHideaway.com. Do you like saving money? Then don't be a turkey. And overpay for your next vehicle. Head to Mazda of Jackson and scoop up a brand new Mazda today. Every car, SUV, and crossover in stock is priced to move. Get super low 2.9% financing for 60 months on new 2023 Mazda CX-9s. And 3.9% financing for 60 months on new 2023 Mazda CX-5s. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Have a clucker that you're looking to trade in? Let us give you top dollar for it and get you one step closer to your new ride. At Mazda of Jackson, we offer more selection, more savings, and more affordable monthly payments every single day, period. Remember, we have the best credit team around, and 100% credit approval is our number one goal. So don't be a turkey and overpay for your next vehicle. Get to Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. With proof credit, like most. See you for details. Smith & Wesson is committed to empowering Americans no matter what. With inflation hitting everywhere, we've decided to make a change. Now, you can buy a Smith & Wesson Shield Plus, our most popular concealed carry firearm, at an all-new low price, $100 off MSRP. We're absorbing the costs and passing along the savings to you so you don't have to compromise on personal security. Visit smithandwesson.com to find a Shield Plus near you. Smith & Wesson. Always expect the best. much for joining me today on weekend gardening you know this is a part of the week when we get a chance to just think about what else there is there's a lot of stuff that clogs up your head during the week that you have to think about i realize that that's why the garden is both a respite as well as a place to exercise your imagination and give yourself the opportunity really to just look inside your head and say, what do I want to see out here? What do I want to eat next year? What do I want to get from this? And that's what gardening's all about. It's the opportunity for both the immediate short term, I better take that dead leaf off that plant, to the very, very long term of, gee whiz, my great-grandchildren can swing in this oak tree. You know, it really goes the full gamut of our lives and well beyond, thank goodness. Robertson Ripley, welcome in. What's on your mind today? 
Hi, Mary. Howdy. Um, I have a, uh, air, my air conditioning, the, the condensation for my air conditioner runs into a pipe so that it can go under our driveway and not be a problem. It dumps down the hill on a slope, and I've always wished I had some good ideas as to what to do with that extra moisture during the summer. Mm-hmm. What about cypresses? Um, you know, there's always, uh, I don't know, uh, willows or something. But are there are there productive trees, fruit trees, or something that is more on a more useful vein that would uh, where you could take advantage of that? I wanted to see what your ideas are. Is it sunny or shady where the water ends up? Is it what? Is it sunny or shady? Well, um, it's, it's probably half. Say that again. Sunny. No, it's not completely sunny. Okay. It's got some shade to it. All right. Is there a morning sun or an afternoon sun dominant? Uh, Middle of the day. Oh, even better. Well, what you've got there is essentially a ready-made irrigation pool. Um, And I can tell you about this. I have... I have I have elephant ears along one side of my house, and the water that is collected from the the air conditioner feeds them, okay, and they can take water whenever it happens. So they're more than happy to have all of that. So I have no problem. I'm sorry. I have no. What was the plant? Oh, I grow elephant ears. I don't want you to grow elephant ears. I'm just saying I understand your situation because I use that water myself. I can't bear to see it just trickle away. You know? Oh, I know. <laughs> so in your situation, though, how about a fig tree? Because that that's something that can grow there that will hold the soil in place and at the same time can take water whenever it comes to it, particularly in the summer while you're ripening figs. Okay. If, if you already have figs or if you're not crazy about them, there's a but, – but if we're looking towards something that can ripen – in the late summer and fall, we'll probably be better off. And figs can take not a full day of sun without any problems. That's okay. what I would start with. Okay. That's great. I love figs. Well, good. Then we're, uh, we're on the same – I do, too. We're, we're in the same uh, mode here. I, I think it would be a really good no, – it's not to say that the water from the AC will be enough for them, but it will certainly be a beautiful use of it in the summertime and, frankly, help to ripen figs. So I like it. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. Let me know how it goes. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. you. Bye. You can join this particular conversation, 888-808-8637. That is the Super Talk call on 601-879-4395, the C Spire text line, where you can join Big Mike and Corinne and Bill of the Magnificent Peppers and everybody else that ch- chimes in here um, on this particular time of day. Every Saturday we get a chance to do this. This is the point in the year when my other professional colleagues across the country begin going dark or they have to talk about Christmas trees. Not that I don't love to talk about Christmas trees. I'm ready. Let's go. Want to talk Fraser Furs? I was looking at some this week. Come on, let's go. But 
we have other things too. We have broccoli and we have cabbage and we have Brussels sprouts. We have people that whose strawberries have just started growing. We've got people with pansies in full bloom saying, are they going to freeze? Well, did they freeze? No, they didn't. There you go. Parsley made it through this week at my house. Cilantro made it just like it they should. And, of course, all the other things. I will say that my onion sets have not sprouted that I planted right before the cold weather. They're still nestling themselves under the ground. But they'll they'll get out there. They'll get out there. On the subject of plastic, and I'm always interested in the subject of plastic, publishing in Science uh, just a couple of weeks ago, a new material. Mm -hmm, That's right. From the University of Texas at Austin, they have been busy doing stuff besides going to Willie Nelson concerts, I'm happy to say. They have developed a new material that changes from soft and stretchy, basically you could wrap it around your wrist easily, no problem, very flexible, to hard and rigid after the exposure to catalyst and visible light. So in other words, this is going to be a plastic that is that are it has its has a changeable quality. Amazingly enough, it's ten times as tough as natural rubber. And therefore we could, I mean, we could be talking about just slapping that phone on your wrist, you know, with this thing, as opposed to having to have a watch and then a phone and then a this and then a that. Well, it's the first material of its type. The associate pre- assistant, excuse me, professor of chemistry there, and one of the writers on the paper for this is about the ability to control crystallization. And, of course, that's what happens in, in, in a change like that. The physical properties of the material are changed or adapted by the application of light, which makes it potentially incredibly transformative. Um, think about what all the things that we've talked about before that we would like for something, some flexible robot sort of thing to do. And this particular material is what's going to get us there in their particular point of they believe this. They started with a monomer, which is one small molecule that binds with others that are like it and form building blocks. They, that's where you've heard of polymers, but you may not have heard of monomers. And that's what builds the polymers because mono is one and poly is many. So we have to build them, we have to put them all together, and that's where we get the words from, and that's also where we get the structures. It's fascinating stuff. After they did all this, they added their monomer, they added the visible light, and it ended up being a semi-crystalline palm, polymer. That's pretty interesting in itself, similar to those that are in synthetic rubber which was, of course, a major, a major discovery, a major invention in the 20th century. Tires didn't, there were not all those tires, and those tires were not made out of what they're made out of now, (laughs) previous times. Pretty interesting. Um, I'm not a, I've had many horticultural friends from the University of Texas, and I say hello to them. I'm not a huge fan of UT, needless to say, but I'm very happy that they're there, and I'm happy that they're doing this particular thing. Something else made me really happy this week, and it probably would make you happy, too, if you had met the man that I met. You know that part of my background is in horticultural therapy, which is the application of horticultural principles to for things in this, for many things. But in this particular case, the ability to test someone and attenuate their ability to go to work or to go back to work in this case in the particular situation that we were in, which I can't tell you too much about because it was court-ordered and quite quite sealed up, um, the person had was found to have eaten something that had thawed before it got to the store. 
and then was put back in the freezer. This is why you're always told to shop very carefully. Don't buy when the freezer's not working, for example. You know, don't take things out of the freezer and let them lie around. And I can tell you from having met him that it will hurt your brain. Okay? It's not a good thing. This is why I'm so excited about this. And again, it's our friends at the American Chemical Society. They're working all the time to put things together that make a better life for all of us. This is the direction they want to go. They want it to be. It's not completely there yet, but they've made like three steps farther than we've ever made before. We understand that keeping food cold while it's transported and stored is essential not only to reducing its risks of hurting us, but also to the way it tastes and the quality of the product that you get. So all of these things make sense. What we need and what they're very close to is an entirely edible sensor that shows whether the frozen food has been thawed in the process of getting to you. How wild is that? And not, I mean, it's wonderful. It, it, it would not only help you, it'll help the grocer. Because the grocer doesn't want to put anything in their cabinet that has been thawed. So this is a really very cool thing. They've done proof of concept. It provides a color readout, um, and you can tune where the where the readout of of thawedness is. <laughs> Did you know that unthaw used to be a word? I there there are a whole lot of those, but it, it, it's just an interesting thing. I I have never used it, but I have, I hear it from time to time, and in fact, it is a word, or it was. It's now it would now be considered a secondary thing because to thaw is to thaw. But to unthaw does not mean to rethaw. It's just interesting. Just I've so. heard it. I've heard some people use that, and they're a little older than I am. But it's in that era where you get the unthaw, got to unthaw. And I'm like, oh no, what? What's yeah, they 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 are either older than me or they've been raised somewhere I wasn't because I didn't have that particular language pattern. I said over yonder the other day, and somebody thought I meant a good great distance, and I actually just meant across the room. <laughs> Over yonder. That's a good one, isn't it? Anyway. I grew up with all those down here in the south. You know, that, that uh, over yonder, I had an aunt that reckon and yonder and all, I loved it. I grew up with it. And you never hear it much anymore, but it, it's definitely part of the. They the all dialect. tried very hard to get it out of our vocabularies. <laughs> there are a lot of those things. Um, but then again, they tried, there, there were the ones that we adopted were not always so terrific. I am not a person who speaks easily and had to learn how to speak out loud where there might be somebody listening to me. So when I began to use the like and you knows, you know, like, da-da-da-da, you know, like, da-da-da, whatever it was, I was speaking to my mother on the phone once, and I said, so what do you think? And she said, I have no idea, but you just said like and you know 15 times in the last 90 seconds or something. <laughs> Changed me. Now, I will still say like and you know but i won't say them nearly as much and so that may be it's not a problem to say i reckon because it just means i reckon i think i'm considering i've come to the conclusion that you know that's what that word means but it does put you in a particular basket in people's thoughts just as if you say what will they say what's your hobby you say whittling you know (laughs) or whittling as my grandfather would say (laughs) Anyway, speaking of all that, what do you do with stuff? Mash a button. That's a good one, Bill. You're right. Um, Instead of press, we talk about mashing the button. He's right. Very, very true. 
Speaking of new devices, oh my goodness, Optica's announcing the development of a new type of really very, very efficient photo detector that is inspired by photosynthesis, okay? Now, obviously, photosynthesis is the process that is used to turn sunlight into energy. That's what plants, that's how plants grow. But photo detectors are used in cameras, in all kind of communication systems, um, iris scanners, you know, all those sorts of things that turn run-of-the-mill photons into electrical signals. The new detector is really interesting. There, I, I had to learn a new word for this one, polaritons. I didn't know that word. It is, um, they're, they're quasi-particles, which I'm not real clear on either because I don't know enough theoretical physics to get there, but I get what they're talking about. The idea is that the energy transport in an organic material can be adapted and can be done this way. And I just, I just think that's lovely. Um, the long-range transport of optical energy with the long-range conversion to electrical current. That's pretty cool. That's very cool, in fact. Um, they were trying to work. They were working on solar cells, and they were very much trying to improve them. But what they saw was the process itself ended up getting to them. You know, if you've ever sewed a, a garment, for example, you you may get. You get through it, but then you realize that what you actually enjoyed doing was part one or part two. Um, in my case, I really love sewing long seams because that's basically it's not because it's the easiest and it's not as easy as it looks if you've never done it because you got to be so consistent with it. But I like the result of it. I like the way that a long seam looks. I, on the other hand, have to take a deep breath and hope that my grandmother's ghost can come talk to me anytime I need to set in a sleeve because I'm still not 100% sure I know what to do. But, oh, my goodness, it's a, it's one you have to take a little gasp, you know. <laughs> oh, Jason says, here's a good one. Look up under. Look up under something. That's another good We And we, we say it. It's, it's words. Sometimes the words make sense, and sometimes if you think about them too hard, they don't interesting stuff. Anyway, we're going to carry on. we got a lot to do here. This is Weekend Gardening. I would like to share some news with you today. Mississippi Industries for the Blind has cleaning chemicals and products to keep your business or even your home clean and safe. Our U.S.-made cleaning products are safe, user-friendly, and come with no harsh chemical odors, just a clean, fresh scent. There's no waste with these pre-measured packs. They're a great way to help your bottom line. Would you like to know more? Please contact MIB at sales at msblind.org. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. Whether you're playing ball, driving your truck, or working in the yard, safety is everything. You've got to make sure that you're prepared for the worst, but do everything you can to aim for the best. That's why I go with Farm Bureau. They've always kept me ready for anything with exceptional customer service and competitive rates. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
gift certificates from Dr. Bobby C. Pankey and Associates in Clinton and Richland make great holiday gifts. With an Optical 2000 gift certificate, you can choose from your favorite style and color of glasses or sunglasses you'll enjoy for years to come. From top designers like Kate Spade, Ray-Ban, Michael Coors, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Versace, and more. Get your holiday gift certificate now at Optical 2000 in Clinton and Richland. Click to call a clinic near you at optical-2000.com. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Is there anything worse than buying something only to learn that it's expired? That milk in the fridge. That car warranty that expires the day before your car breaks down. Your favorite flavor of Greek yogurt. This Christmas, worry not. The Bravo Broad Street Salamuki's 3-in-1 gift card never expires. And the sale is now. Buy three, get one free, and 10% goes to charity. Buy in person or online at 3in1giftcard.com. Now you know two things that never expire. Our gift cards and that fruitcake your uncle from Florida sends each year. Fall means falling temperatures and falling into a great deal at Pinnacle Motors. We're stocked up on a fresh inventory of trucks, SUVs, and cars, all serviced, inspected, and with a warranty. Come see Steve and the friendly staff at Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and let them show you the hot deals on a fresh inventory of cars, trucks, and SUVs at Pinnacle Motors. Let us help you this fall to fall in a great deal at Pinnacle Motors. Pinnacle Motors, Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Come and listen in to the radio station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from the land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Thank you so much for turning your radio on or your smartphone or your whatever you're listening to uh, this particular program on. I don't know. There's just something about our voices and sharing them. Uh, I met a couple of people this week that listened to the show but had never seen me before and probably wouldn't recognize me again. But it was really sweet to hear that someone say, oh, I'll listen to you. 
That never gets old, folks. Believe me, it never ever gets old. Um, going to talk. This is Sandy's in seven B zone seven B. She has gotten some blueberry plants and wants to know if she should plant them now or hold them in pots until spring. I, if your soil is workable right now. That is to say, it's not so wet that it sticks to a shovel and it's not so dry that it powders when you dig it, then I would go ahead and plant. I'm concerned when we leave things in containers that then we'll shove them to the back of somewhere, we'll leave them alone, we won't think to water them or whatever if it turns out to be a dry winter, (laughs) if it ever does, but it seldom does. And I I would go ahead and get them into the ground. Um, Anytime between... Really, between November and February is the best time for planting anything that you want to grow roots before it grows tops. And in this case, blueberries certainly fit that category. Oh, good. Fixing to and directly. We got that one. That's that's a perfect one. I like all of these. Y'all are fun. Mash your button. Uh, we've got directly. We've got one of the things that no one says anymore that probably all of us who are old enough to garden, so to speak. We don't, no one says dial a phone, okay? And no one knows how to roll up a window because you don't roll those things anymore. You swipe, if anything, you know, you're pushing. (laughs) This is just funny. Our language does change, but I got to tell you, unthaw is sticking with me. Absolutely. One of my favorites was always round to it. Go get round to it. Oh, yeah. We used to have a, you know, one of the hot hands you'd grab stuff with for, you know, cooking, and it had that actually that saying on it. Oh, sure. A round to it. And I'm like, what is a round to Yeah, Yeah, they also have the ones to get your, to get, um, the top, unscrew tops on jars that has that too. It has a little grab to it, and it'll have that. This is a round to it. Well, we finally got there. Okay, let's see. Jackie from Brandon. All right, uh, your, your Christmas cactus looks dry, and I would suspect if it's been in that container uh, for a very long time that it probably needs to be repotted. But I'm, I can't tell you exactly its name. It just It's one of the holiday cactus. There's Thanksgiving, there's Christmas, there's Easter. They bloom at different times, but they're all in the same general family of plants. Your leaves look very thin. And so if it isn't that, um, it's something in that category, that that sort of succulent cactus category. So I want to encourage you to see if the water, when you water it, water it all the way through so water comes out the bottom of the pot. For example, if water won't come out the bottom of the pot or if it races through so quickly that you know that you're, it's not getting to the roots because they're, they're too big and too many of them, then that's how you know it needs to be repotted. Um, I would not put it in full sun, and I would just try to grow it on maybe a little fertilizer after you get it a little bit happier, okay? But it's a pretty plant. You've got a lot of plant to work with. I don't think it should be a problem. Um, I have saved this kind of segmented leaf cactus many times that looked a lot worse than yours. <laughs> so keep going. Andy and Jackson, you too funny. It sounds like dance moves. Up again, yep, against the wall. We're up again this. That's funny. Y'all are great. Y'all have the best language. We should start a radio show about language. <laughs> you can hear people in power going, <laughs> snoring, falling right off. <laughs> but some of us do need a cure for insomnia. Perhaps we could do this at 3 o'clock in the morning and talk to each other and go to sleep. <laughs> you never know. 
You never know. Now, here's something that'll keep you awake at night, my friends. It, it, when I read this the first time, I was like, I don't know if I want to know this, but we need to, we do need to know it. There are spiders that live solitary lives. There are spiders that live in in large groups or even family type units or larger groups. And social spiders hunt in groups. This may be what you don't want to know. <laughs> but they have different ways of hunting in groups. And the folks at the University of Portsmouth have been studying this. What they've worked on is to figure out who succeeds. You know, a lot of the studies that we do with creatures in groups like this is, are to figure out which groups succeed and how large the group is that works. For example, the spiders have evolved socially similar behaviors for in, in large groups, um, communal nesting, taking care of the baby spiders, that kind of stuff. But in environmental conditions that change and that the impact of that on the way that they actually cooperate to hunt is quite different. Spiders are usually solitary species. Yes, you were right because you probably thought that. But the... Um, the question is always, how do we get to where we can live in these groups? The African social velvet spider, that's really neat. Only a few of them attack prey, respond, not, not paying any attention to the size. They really did not, did not hunt very much in groups. The Indian cooperative spider, don't you love these names? Attacked everybody, regardless of their size, its size, the large number, but more spiders attacked when the prey was little. Okay, you can see that that would have happened. But what about this? The African social spider actually preferred the middle-sized, you know, it's kind of like we've got the Goldilocks story going here, medium-sized prey, and more spiders engaged in the attack of small, but very few attacked the large, whereas we would understand that if they all got together, the large number of them could probably take down the bigger one and they'd have a more efficient hunt. Didn't happen. Uh, my my sweet and beautiful uh, significant other Carrie, she is a, a lover of spiders. So she's she's listening and watching today, and she wanted me to tell you how much she loves your purple. She oh, was, oh, thank my God, you. I love the purple. And now <laughs> it's you're a good about color. I, I'm I'm aubergine today. I'm, I'm definitely aubergine. Um, I'm I'm a fan of spiders. They do a lot of hard work. I lived in a house built out of cypress with um, 16 foot ceilings for a long time. And if we hadn't had them, the, the I don't know how many bugs would have been in there because you you get out on the porch and you see them working and it's just beautiful. And I know there are people right now who are turning off the radio because it frightens them so much. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. They don't want to be around you any more than you want to be around them. <laughs> just let them do their work. <laughs> let them, let, leave them alone. All right. We're talking about Jackie's plant. She says she thinks it froze. It may have. But we still need to get it rehydrated. And if you if you cut off a couple of those leaves, cut off you know a couple of inches off the ends of the leaves, that may help. Um, and if you repot it, that may help. And on the other hand, it it could be that we have to just wait for the center of it to send up some new growth. If you don't think it froze all the way through, and it doesn't really look like it froze all the way through, or it would be melty looking if it had frozen all the way down you you would have you wouldn't have this many leaves left first of all they'd have peeled off and you'd also be having it it would be drooping even more so i don't think it's a goner yet see there i am again i'm so optimistic let's try it let's try it um mike in oxford says that trees that fig trees do better when planted in the early spring um 
Well, if you have a local resource that tells you that and you trust them, I'd listen. But I got to tell you, you still have to take care of anything the first two years that you plant it. If the summer, if the spring heats up and the summer comes on hard, you will want you will have wanted that fig to be in the ground a couple of months longer before it had to face that. On the other hand, if we have an ice storm and it stays frozen for a week and a half there in North Mississippi, well, it's a gamble to plant anyway. So I would say listen to your neighbor, you listen to your friend that's telling you that. And be sure you don't let that fig freeze before springtime. You got to keep it, con- keep the container protected. Okay. More after all this. Stick around. It's weekend gardening. Faster relief you can count on. Back for qualified first-time buyers. Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and his wife Jenny. Now, have you furnished your doghouse yet? Well, actually, sleeping bags work well. But the dog takes up most of the space. Well, at least he doesn't snore as loud as you. Sounds rough. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Paz Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Paz Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Paz reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Paz. It's good medicine. He sent me to... Having any electrical problems? LaValley Electrical Services. We install new switches, breakers, relays, and Kohler generators. LaValley Electrical Services. We handle new lighting fixtures, ceiling fans, electrical outlets, and LED lights. LaValley Electrical Services. 601-228-9969. 601-228-9969. That's 601-228-9969 or online at lavalleyservices.com. That's lavalleyservices.com. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Republicans shored up the majority of the House of Representatives, but the red wave predicted by some in the midterms did not happen. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith shared her thoughts on the election results so far with us. We can lick our wounds as long as we want to. We can blame whomever and say, you know, somebody should have done something differently. But my my opinion, my attitude has always been, you know, we got it handed to us. Shake it off. This is what we're dealing with well, now. These are the facts. And we've got to go forward because uh, we're definitely going to have a tough two years. 
Democrats currently hold 50 Senate seats and Republicans have 49. The results of the Georgia runoff between incumbent Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and GOP challenger Herschel Walker will decide which party gets the last Senate seat. Hello, this is Rosie the Skunk for Atmos Energy. You might think I make a bad smell. I mean, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? After all, I'm a skunk. But my stinky fragrance is nothing compared to the rotten egg smell of a gas leak because that could be dangerous. So if you think you smell a leak or encounter other signs such as hearing a hissing or blowing sound or seeing a vapor cloud, blowing dirt or bubbling water, do not smoke, talk on the phone, turn on or off equipment or vehicles, or do anything that could cause a spark. Leave the area immediately. Then call 911 and Atmos Energy. Atmos Energy will send a trained technician to investigate the situation. Take it from a skunk. Gas leaks just plain stink. Seriously, there's no gray area here. When dealing with gas leaks, it's black and white. Yep, that's a little skunk humor there. For more information, visit atmosenergy.com slash gas safety. Just a month out from the Miss America 2022 competition, Miss Mississippi Emmy Perkins has released her first ever single called There She Is. Let me introduce to you your new Miss America. The Hattiesburg native says the song is meant to describe what being Miss America is all about. The impact of this song is going to be so important whether I win Miss America or not, because I want young people to listen to this song and think, I can be Miss America. Miss America used to walk down the boardwalk in Atlantic City when she won to a song that described her physical beauty. And my song sets out to inspire people that Miss America is so much more than that. The competition will take place December 16th in Connecticut at 7 p.m. Central Time. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The football season is winding down as we're in the next to the last weekend of the regular season. Mississippi State will step out of conference, take on East Tennessee State today in Starville. 11 o'clock is the kickoff at Scott Field. 9 o'clock is the airtime on the MSU Football Network. Ole Miss will travel to Arkansas for a night game against the Razorbacks. 6.30 is the kickoff in Fayetteville. 4.30 is the airtime on the Ole Miss Football Network. The only other SEC matchups in the conference is Florida at Vanderbilt, Georgia at Kentucky, Tennessee at South Carolina. Everybody else is out of conference. Alabama plays all A&M plays UMass. Auburn plays Western Kentucky. Missouri takes on New Mexico State. LSU at home against UAB. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles will finish their home game schedule today against South Alabama. 5-5, five 3-3 and five, three and three for the Golden Eagles. 8-2-5-1 for South Alabama. 2-30 is a kickoff in Hattiesburg. This is Sports Mississippi. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. As a native Mississippian, roots mean something to me. Knowing where someone is from, what they stand for, and understanding the measure of their character, that stuff matters. Which is why I trust Farm Bureau with their outstanding customer service teams at competitive rates to provide me with the insurance I need. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
Did you know that Mississippi Industries for the Blind has been serving our community for over 80 years? MIB supports our efforts by selling the products we manufacture as well as offering office and janitorial supplies. MIB can help you kill COVID with our germicidal surface disinfectants and help keep your hands clean with our Purell soap and sanitizers. Shop with a purpose. You'll be helping yourself, your business, and other Mississippians. Check us out at msblind.org. The Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame Museum announced the nominees for the 2022 C-Spy Connolly Trophy. They include Mississippi State's Emmanuel Forbes Jr. defensive back, Ole Miss's running back, Quinshawn Judkins and Southern Miss wide receiver Jason Brownlee among the two quarterbacks three running backs, two wide receivers and three defensive players will make up the list of nominees for the Connolly Trophy this year. The 2022 C Spire Connolly Trophy winner will be announced during a presentation at the Country Club of Jackson on November the 29th and features special guest host and CBS football analyst Charles Davis. The evening also will include the announcement of the Kent Hull Trophy presented by Entergy to the top offensive lineman of the year in the state of Mississippi. The Ceasefire Tiley Trophy Banquet in Country Club of Jackson, November 29th. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. It's a little chilly out there in most places of the deeper south, which is where we are. Yeah, that's right. Somebody asked me about that this week. That's why I've been thinking about it. Um, back when I began writing books, I was asked to define the South, which is, of course, something that only someone not from around here, which is another one of those expressions we've been talking about. You're not from around here, are you? People don't say that to you in other parts of the country. They do say that to you in the South, though, and our Southernisms are part of what get us going in the morning, just like going out to see what's going on in the garden. Now, if it froze and you left it out, well, maybe it didn't freeze completely, but if it did, that's okay. There's always more plants. There's always another one to, you know, add to your collection. And there's a lot to be talked about in terms of indoor plants, what we're growing, what we would wish would grow, what's not doing so well. So all of those things are appropriate topics today. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is your phone number, of course. It is the Super Talk call line. The C Spire text line is always open to you when I'm here, six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. I am your garden mom and it is my great pleasure and quite a privilege actually to be here. You know, they don't uh, don't give these microphones to just anybody. So I'm glad that you all have kept me here for this period of time on Saturdays. Thank you. We will be starting up uh, November 29th. If you looked at my newsletter this week, you saw that I put the date. I thought we were starting, but we're not. We're starting the 29th with Flower Growers of Mississippi 2. So go to that group on Facebook for more information and or um, give us the opportunity to get in touch with you by 
sending me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com. If you'd like to get involved in growing cut flowers, you want to learn about it, um, or if you just you just feel like Tulip Tuesday has your name written all over it because you love your flowers so much and you want to learn with us, um, come on and do that. Now, one of the things that we talk about all the time in terms of the indoor garden so what are we going to do about the humidity? The plants that we keep there, for the most part, are plants that are accustomed to tropical conditions. That's why we bring them inside, because they can't survive outside. But also plants that are a little bit maybe a woodland plant in nature. In, in nature. And that's the case of things that all of them need more humidity. So let's talk about that today and ways we can get some more humidity going for our plants. Right now, Anna's in Oxford. Welcome in. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Hi. Same for you. Thank you. Um, I have a comment. In your last um, uh, hour, you were talking about pollinators. Mm -hmm. And um, I was uh, um, taking part in a discussion of pollinators um, through the Master Gardeners. And one of the things that came up uh, was that leave, um, when you clean out your garden, you knock down all of the sticks and everything else, you know, the old plants. And they say to leave those up because a lot of wild bees and wild wasps, or solitary wasps, will actually nest in the sticks. Mm -hmm. That's true. And um, so when you cut them down, you're probably um, preventing them from uh, overwintering or, um, well, I guess that's what it is. You're, you're absolutely right. They're looking for a safe harbor, and yeah. you can provide that for them. I will. I, the only reason I'm so cavalier about saying, oh, yes, that's true, Anna, and nobody does talk about it, they really should talk about it more, is because I once lost a job because I tried to convince the client that that's, she should leave those, and she thought I was just lazy and didn't want to cut them down. <laughs> <laughs> so. and, and secondly, on another note, now I've got some... Um, sort of wooded areas around my uh, my back garden and um i often go in there especially in the winter when there's you know no insects i'm wearing boots um and i pick up all the the, the, the sticks lying on the ground and the logs and everything else that have fallen down again they like those too Right. And, uh, exactly. and I guess it's not only pollinators. I think so a few little animals like those. <laughs> we we we're kind of we have a we have the horns of a dilemma because we want, for example, to make sure that we take all of the debris from the bottom of the canna lilies away in the winter because that helps right. us get rid of the leaf rolling insects because they don't have anywhere to hide. But at the same time, we want the bees to have somewhere to hang out when it's cold. So we try to leave them some safe, but not in the cannas. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's always a balance of what we can do yeah. and what we cannot do. And, and we gen, and gardeners tend to be, well, except for myself, tend to be very tidy people. <laughs> a lot of us are not so tidy. And we would, we oh, oftentimes okay, say, one of, one of the things that I have said, but somebody said to me, you have a lot of weeds in your garden. I said, that's because you don't like them you know <laughs> weeds are the plants that that are growing here that you don't want what whoever the gardener is turns out i like a little clover in my lawn in the winter time i like you know amsonia i like the, the blue star i like a little bit of that because it does give the pollinators something to rely on as they float right. through in in on a good week you know especially the spring beauties in the spring yes uh, but it also but it does also explain why i'm not a very neat gardener <laughs> Uh, remember I talked to you about my paper bush? Yes. They were lo loaded with oh. buds. 
and I, I thought because of the way, the way the weather was, they were going to open, but they haven't. They're just sort of hanging there, almost open. They're just loaded. It's going to be lovely. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. That's a gorgeous plant. And they certainly love where they're living. So I just hope the winter is not that harsh because, you know, yes. they don't really belong here. <laughs> well, they can take it as long as they're not. I, I think an exposed site is a lot more risky for them than a, a nice um, a nice garden like you have, you know. It's, well, they're protected somewhat right. because they've got a wall behind them. They face south, but there's trees in the south, I think. So, so they, I guess they're kind of protected. Mm-hmm. They have a little and, more protection. And, and the uh, camellias were gorgeous this year. Well, and and we're th- this has been a beautiful year. I I have buds of plenty that I'm looking forward to watching open up over the next few weeks in my on my sasanquas. Um and and I did notice I have a purple dawn that is has has been reluctant to bloom, but this year I think it's going to put on a good show too. So you're right; it's well, a good my, year my, for them. Mine are like little roses. I mean, it's really kind of nice. How gorgeous! Love, love, love. We have so many varieties that can grow in our part of the world that you can literally find everything from a completely single flower, as Lance was talking about, with yellow stamens popping out of the middle all the way to that completely doubled up, looks like a little tiny rose, you know, flower, yeah. and, and everything in between. It's great. And, and I've got one bush which flowers late, sort of like after the holidays, and it's got great big buds on it. Oh, fun. I, I don't know what type it is, but... <laughs> The good news is that it'll be there and it'll surprise you one day. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to hear that the Master Gardeners are continuing to have good discussions there in Oxford. I know that there's a lot of work going on all around the state, and I always appreciate hearing about it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for calling today. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, Anna. You know, one of the things that we talk about is how you keep the same – traditions going in your family you know um, if you've ever been around people that are vegetarian you may as I have been um, you've you've attended Thanksgiving dinners let's say that were turkey free now I'm I'm not much on I'm not much on fake turkey I don't I don't like tofu hot dogs for example and I don't like tofu thing shaped into like a turkey that's not where i'm that's not what i'm headed for but i did have a really good time um at that particular party and i have to say that i didn't really miss the turkey until the next day when i needed the leftovers to make a sandwich so that's that's one of the things that we just don't necessarily you know count on when we go to someone else's house is that you don't always get a bag of leftovers to take home so think about it you may want to do a little something yourself. I, I have been, um, I, I don't mean to laugh because, yes, I do see that prices are a bit up in, 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 in grocery stores and whatnot. But do you realize that they, they'll tell you every year that the Halloween candy is going to be more expensive and that the turkey is going to be more expensive? I don't know how to tell you this to y'all folks. But some of that's true. Some of it's just to get you to get out there and shop a little earlier. <laughs> just be aware. Your, your eyes are not deceiving you. When you go in and you see that, that the turkey is 97 cents a pound, it really is 97 cents a pound at whatever that grocery store was I was in this week. But somewhere else it's going to be a little more expensive. And certainly if somebody's going to cook it for you, it's going to be a lot more expensive. So, okay, okay. 
I have been one of the people that has always encouraged you, and maybe it's because I had to take an elective in college once, and there was a wonderful course in the geology department of the uh, at LSU of the uh, national parks, and I got to spend an entire semester digging deep into what I knew very, very little about, which can sometimes be daunting as a student. I certainly didn't know about rock formations. I didn't know why, you know, why this was that or any of those kind of things. But I sure enjoyed learning about the parks. And as a result, ever since then, I have encouraged people and I have gone myself, go see the parks. We're talking about your tax dollars at work. That's what it is. And in fact, the reason that they're there is because we as Americans want those places there. There, we want to be able to see the wild. We want to be able to walk into it and experience it. But there's animals there, too, you know. And now that we have so many people that want to go to the parks, because, frankly, they're, they're surging in their popularity, and that's good, but at the same time, the University of Washington has done a new story that shows us that even in the remotest, little littlest visited national parks, even a few humans, like you and your family, does impact the activity of the wildlife, and they've documented how and why. Now, I don't think this is going to make mean that we can't ever go see them again, but it, it is going to lead to better ideas about how to conduct ourselves. When I grew up, we knew that, you know, Smokey Bear told us that, you know, Smokey the Bear at the time told us, you to, only you can prevent forest fires. And so we knew that we were supposed to carry certain things with us into the woods to be sure that we didn't, if we were going to make a fire, that we could put it out and that we were we were taking care not to tear down the woods that we loved so much. But it's harder, I think, when you're visiting somewhere because you think there'll be somebody else that'll come and fix whatever the problem is. And in this case, it's simply the crowds. It's the numbers of people. I really would like... You know me, I'm a techo. I really would like to be able to see it all from a drone perspective, even if I'm there. I want to take a, I want to take a hike, but I also want to see more than I can see from the trail. So there's a lot, there's going to be going forward a lot more crossover between real experience in terms of putting your body in the place and putting your body in the place and then looking at some of, at things in a different way. Really smart. Um, Glacier Bay, for example, which I've never been to, but they did their study based it there. You can only get to Glacier Bay National Park, of course, with, by boat or a plane. It's at the edge of Alaska. The only pictures I've ever seen of it were absolutely beautiful. But because so few people visit each year, less than 50,000, but their numbers are increasing in large numbers you know, large increments, rather. So what they're trying to do is to figure out how to study this to make sure that it does not negatively impact things. Uh, If you think about going out into the woods, though, as an opportunity to get out away from everything, don't go to Glacier Bay. They have 40 motion-activated cameras (laughs) across 10 sites in the park. (laughs) And they're not there to watch the animals. They're there to watch you and see what you're doing. Oh, dear. (laughs) Be careful. A lot of y'all are on one of those uh, next door kind of things, those neighborhood websites where people, you know, they'll tell you so-and-so's moving, we're having a party, or they'll, because we're glad they're leaving, or because we're sad, you know. (laughs) But they'll also tell you about other things that are going on. Um, One of the things that is, is 
happening in my next door area is that everybody now has these doorbells that have cameras attached to them. And the person who lives across the street from one of these wants to know why it is that the person across the street's doorbell camera literally pivots and watches her as she goes across her yard in the morning to get in her car. (laughs) She has filmed the camera filming her. Isn't that interesting? I didn't know it would do that. But anyway, that's kind of how that stuff goes sometimes. Any rate, I've never been to the Isle of Skye. I've never been to the Isle of Man. I've never been to the islands that are part of the United Kingdom. Okay, but I got to tell you that this is so adorable, teeny tiny, you know, very very teeny tiny, not Middle Jurassic fossil. It's more than 150 million years ago. They have just found this, and in fact. We now have to reset our understanding of how lizards developed into the lizards that they are today because this one is different. This one has both ancestral and modern features in the skeleton, and frankly, we have not seen that before. Um, this is really very cool. Today's lizards, of course, we understand how they look, but the, the older ones, um, the movement of the skull bones and that kind of stuff are, are all pretty obvious. But there are other ones, of course, that are really not, that didn't make any sense, so they had to go back and try to figure out what they actually looked to. They realized when they found the whole little teeny tiny skeleton that they were looking at ancestral lizard qualities as well as modern lizard qualities all in one creature. And that, my friends, is a big difference and a big change, something that we need to understand more about. There is, of course, some talk that as conditions change, on the that that things will be making the move back. We understand that you know creatures came from the oceans and began to walk on the earth, but the, the thought is that there may be some pe- some creatures that are beginning to go back in the other direction. Well, we'll have to see. We don't know. We will have to see. The plant that I was talking about um, in in terms of really wanting more humidity, these are called rabbit's foot ferns. Now. There's that's because they have furry feet and the the rhizomes that are their furry feet cling to the top of the container soil that you're growing it in. Um, in in nature, of course, they would they 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 project out from the clump that the that is the fern. But in this case, we need them to have a surface to crawl onto, and therefore they go on the edge of a, a container, uh, a hang down a hanging basket, or across the the top of the soil. And in fact. They dry out too easily. This is one of the situations where we do need more humidity in the indoor garden. There are a couple of ways that are very reliable. One is to get the cheapest plastic bottle you can find that has a spray attachment to it. The reason I say that is because this doesn't need to be fancy. Uh, the one I use, I think, came from the dollar store somewhere back in the you know 90s or something. But just keep water in it that's at room temperature and mist those plants that need more humidity every time you pass by them. There's also a really good method making a tray full of pebbles. You keep the pebbles wet. They'll put out more humidity for the plants that are sitting on top of them in their containers. Okay? Just a couple of ideas. Something else? You got one? Let me hear from you. This is Weekend Gardening.
of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all-electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. This just in, beginning November 20th, 2022, Mississippi Lottery players may win 5 to 250 times their wager by picking one number from a field of 15 in a new game named Cash Pop. Players pick numbers, call pots. In fact, players can choose one or all 15 numbers. Have these people lost their minds? Cash Pop prize amounts are randomly assigned and appear on tickets just below each pot. It's kind of neat. Cash Pop is fun, easy, and draws twice daily. Seriously? Another Mississippi Lottery news. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Smith & Wesson is committed to empowering Americans no matter what. With inflation hitting everywhere, we've decided to make a change. Now, you can buy a Smith & Wesson Shield Plus, our most popular concealed carry firearm, at an all-new low price, $100 off MSRP. We're absorbing the costs and passing along the savings to you so you don't have to compromise on personal security. Visit smithandwesson.com to find a Shield Plus near you. Smith & Wesson. Always expect the best. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Rain, the new degree of comfort. Hi, I'm Thomas Trammell with Family Termite. With all the rain and heat that we've been having lately, the insects and termites are going crazy. Make sure to call us so that we can help protect your home at 601-933-1014 or reach us on our website at www.family-termite.com. That's Family Termite at 601-933-1014 or our website at www.family-termite.com. It's happening now. Miss Kelly's Black Friday sale. There is no waiting. Get what you want today with our huge in-stock inventory, savings up to 15%, and easy financing with no down payment. You can get it now and walk out without paying. Miss Kelly's Black Friday sale going on now, in-store or online at misskellys.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? What? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com slash benefits. 
in Madison County has got a beautiful poinsettia that is still green, and he wants to know if it can be made to be red. It's left over from last year. Yes, but you're a little late. Um, yours is probably prettier than mine. I have Paul the poinsettia, who's now four years old and can no longer be put into a box for the dark treatment. We need to the the poinsettia needs to be fooled into thinking that it is later in the year than it actually is, because in the days. And the time frame of the year when the day length is short is when they begin to put on the red that then we, we recognize the bracts are red, the flowers are teeny tiny in the center of that, and that's when they do their thing. Um, unfortunately, you'll just have to wait, but it will by around January, provided you're not giving it too much artificial light, but just keep it, you know, let it have a regular type day-long experience. I've got red coming in on Paul, um, but he doesn't look too good. This may, this may or may not... I don't know. This this may or may not be his last year. I'll certainly have to cut him back harder this year than before. But when we talk about poinsettias, what we're talking about are short day length plants. And that means that the in, in Christmas cactus work to this extent a little bit, but not quite as much. Um poinsettias are very dramatic. If we begin in September to put them in the dark at 6 p.m. and leave them until 6 a.m., 12 solid hours of darkness, they will begin to develop red on their top leaves around a little sooner than now, but around now. And then that puts them into full redness all the way by in in terms of getting to, to the Christmas holiday, which is what they're actually for. Now, when you go and see poinsettias in the store now that are fully red and you want to buy one, look in the middle. If the little yellow flowers at the very center of those red bracts are still good and tight, you've got weeks and weeks and weeks of a beautiful plant. And most of them are like that. But if you see one that has already had the little yellow flowers in the center of the bracts open up, pick the next one because <laughs> it won't last quite as long. It, is, it has already hit its point. What we want to do is buy one that is red and in tight bud. And at that point, we've got weeks and weeks and weeks to enjoy them. But all of those were treated with a short day treatment beginning probably in early September. And it's, it's wonderful. They're, they're delightful plants. I like having Paul the Poinsettia around even, uh, even when he's not red. He's pretty. But I, I have to say there's somewhere between direct sun and cold nights or something I, there, there's lots of leaves but not as many as there were a couple of weeks ago <laughs> i'm losing more indoors probably do need more humidity for that one as well i will tell you that my mother-in-law tongues collection you know i'm a i'm, I'm a newly mother-in-law again <laughs> i'm very very happy this year for that development and i have to have to also let you know that um this is the the collection that i don't think there'll be an end to because i found another four that i wanted four different kinds that i want to get so this is but these are really low low maintenance low low light house plants and just delightful to have around mother-in-law's tongues are lots and lots of fun well now i don't know about you but i have been interested in how, who gets tall and who gets taller and all this? If, if you've ever seen, for example, Tiger Woods and his mama, you know that he's like twice as tall as she is at least because that's just how we grow sometimes. But we also see that it changes generationally based on the diet of the parents. You're, you're, you will oftentimes see people, um, for example, who came from poverty conditions in Eastern Europe in the the, the earlier part of the 20th century and their children will be 
six foot three and you know headed for taller even than that sometimes because it's a matter there are two different things going on there's genetics but there's also the way that one lives so from the duh file didn't we know this they studied five million people queen queen mary's university of london i don't think they had anything to do during the pandemic but publishing last month in nature magazine it is the largest ever genome-wide association study they studied all the studies and then they studied some more over one million of the study's participants were non-european just so you know it was a good mix of of backgrounds 281 contributing studies five million people in this particular study guess what they decided DNA reveals genetic links to height. Yes. Mm-hmm. One would think so. <laughs> I guess it's good to have it confirmed. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, let's see. Oh, this is lovely. Um, Lisa has rooted this rose, which is about to be blooming. That's really pretty. And um, she she wants to plant it. Um, and you did a really good job rooting it. It's a beautiful plant. I'm not going to put that in the ground until February, and I'm going to keep the container from freezing just because it's a particularly precious rose. This is one her mother got in 1965. Congratulations on doing this, first of all. But I'm going to say that I would really like you, Lisa, to go ahead and let it in, enjoy it as a, a semi-house plant, you know, put it in the in a place where it won't the pot won't freeze and plant it in February at the same time that you would be planting and pruning other roses. Okay? Okay. That's lovely. What a great project. I have uh, I have three or four roses that I rooted, and now all the leaves have fallen off, so I don't even know which one they are. This is true gardening. You just can't stand it. You prune the thing. you got to stick the cutting, and then the next thing you know, you don't know what you got. So we'll see when they bloom in the spring what I have there. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Um, somebody was talking about, oh my goodness, cranberry beans. Now, we don't grow those here particularly. It's a bean for a more northerly latitude, but they are pretty. And the person was asking me if they could be used in decorations. I'm not going to use them like a, I do see people put some kinds of beans and just like you used to do, maybe gumdrops, you know, make a Christmas tree out of them or something like that. I'm not going to do that with the cranberry beans, but I will put them in a clear glass jar as a decoration by themselves or with perhaps some greenery in them just as a a highlight or something to feature. It's a pretty plant. It's a pretty, pretty thing. No reason not to do that. I had no idea... When anybody compares something to a Swiss Army knife, I always have to kind of laugh... But um, in this particular case, they, they're trying to explain that you need to do an awful lot of other things. You need to do an, an awful lot of bits and pieces to try and figure out how you're going to preserve something. And when we go to conserve, we oftentimes do need to treat them like they are Swiss Army knives. The, the no-tech way, as they say, um, to pre- preserve California's state grass. Did you know that California had a state grass? Purple needlegrass is the name of it, and it's not unattractive, but it also is no longer as dominant as it used to be. But it was a food source, and um, more than 300 terrestrial creatures eat it, as well as the native population. Most of the grassland is gone in California, and so the needlegrass is only about 
in one-tenth of the grasslands that are even there. So what they've been trying to do, because they're beautiful as well as economically beneficial, is trying to figure out how they're going to keep it going. They they literally found out that it did better in places where sheep were allowed to graze. Now that is the characteristic of a really cool and wonderful native plant, is that it, it does better when its foragers are there, when its creatures are there. And in this case, that's what they've learned here. So they're going to introduce it into more places because there are still farms that raise sheep, and they're going to do that in more places in California because it's more of a more efficient way to get there. I can't exactly see what this picture is showing me, so I have to look at it. But uh, past Christiane cleaning up the... Uh, Cleaning up the garden, but I think I'm looking at it sideways. I'm going to have to stand on my head to see that one. (laughs) Anyway, we talk about mangroves as one of those plants, one of those, the, the whole business of holding the earth in place where it meets the water is such a serious concern for people who live there, obviously, but in, for example, tourism and things, a lot of people want to go stand on a cliff and look out on the ocean. Well, a lot of those cliffs are going. A lot of those cliffs are not where they were, not because of ice melt or any of that, but because of rising sea level. They're just not there anymore. So n- new research into the drivers of the loss of mangroves over the last 20 years has letting us know that most of this, the we actually are increasing it in some areas, but in other areas, because of both biophysical as well as socioeconomic situations, the thing is not as it was. There, the shift has happened, and the University of Queensland wants to calculate this, of course, because the coastlines are in danger all the way around the world. They do store huge amounts in mangrove. The forests stoke, store carbon. They protect the communities from storms, you know, like a barrier island would do when we were lucky and they work. But it also supports fisheries, and indeed, the local communities have a very integral relationship with the mangroves. So interestingly enough, why would we take it apart? There's so many things that we do as human beings that actually undo what works for us. And in this case, we've had that problem. For example, the the increase in nighttime lights as an area is developed goes against the growth of the mangroves, and it's, it's no longer... Are really associated when they took the lights out, they found that there was no loss of their growth rate. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, they have to assess the economic pressures and they also have to find that balance that I talk about all the time between what we're doing to develop so that people can live here and work and be here and also how we can pr- continue to conserve and preserve our natural resources. It's all kind of a big deal. I like it. I did not know, and you may not have known either, um, that Namibia had fairy circles. We talk about fairy circles in our lawns here. It'll be an area that the lawn is otherwise pristine, but there'll be a big old circle that's dead grass. Not not in the middle, just a, a line, okay? Usually we associate that with tree roots that are underneath the ground that have managed to sprout just enough to suppress what's growing on top of them or there are some other conditions, there are a couple of situations that can cause this. But we the, the joke has always been, well, that's just the way the plants want to grow. Well, the fairy circles in Namibia are not the same as ours. But for about half a century, the scientists have been working on it. The idea was that 
either termites were responsible because they lived under the ground and were eating the roots that where these, these circles couldn't make it, or that the plants were somehow self-organizing. That sounds like science fiction, doesn't it? That sounds like the plants are going to get together and say, you know, we really don't like what they're doing over here. We're going to grow over here and take over this. You know, we're going to grow right on. Well, that seems kind of fanciful, but the researchers from the University of Gottingen benefiting from a couple of really good years of rainfall there in the Namib Desert showed that, in fact, the grasses within the fairy circles died immediately after the rainfall, but termite activity didn't cause it. Indeed, what they found was that they, it actually has to do with where the plants decide to sprout the next time. Yes, I said decide, because the plants themselves are making those determinations. Continuous soil moisture measurements demonstrated that the grasses around the circles strongly depleted the water within them, and probably the grasses within the circles then, because that's the characteristic of the N- Namibian fairy circles, is what caused them to die because the grasses on the outside of the circle were taking all their cheese, so to speak. Isn't that something? How do plants decide to do that? When I see it in my own garden, though, what I see is that if there's the the round weed that we call dollar weed that's real shiny on the top, if it has a chance, it will run right over a ground cover that you like or it will run right over other plants and, and strangle them that you like. And you have to think that they're working together because they sprout from every place that you pull it. They sprout from their own flowers you know, that make seeds. And they also spread just by simply breaking themselves apart and moving into an, the next part of your, your garden. Results in this particular study, though, in perspectives in plant ecology, evolution, and systematics. What they told us was that uh, the interiors and the exteriors were different, and it did change between as the time frame went over, and they decided that the plants themselves are what's causing it. I don't know if I like that. I have to. I think about the chives that are trying to take over my yard. Now the chive seeds are beautiful. I love the flowers, but I never get them. I get all the flowers picked. And chives have the ability to make more seeds than you might imagine. <laughs> so, speaking of onions, um, and and therefore I, I'm constantly thinking that they're trying to get ahead of me. Now I have proof they may be trying to get ahead of me, folks. Hmm, something to think about. Wowie zowie! Well, let me crawl up in here and look at this picture and see if I can figure out what's going on at Papa D's. You get some coffee and come right back because we got a ways to go. This is weekend gardening. This is Ernie Johnson, Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD, and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. 
This just in. Beginning November 20th, 2022, Mississippi Lottery players may win 5 to 250 times their wager by picking one number from a field of 15 in a new game named Cash Pop. Players pick numbers, call pots. In fact, players can choose one or all 15 numbers. Have these people lost their minds? Cash Pop prize amounts are randomly assigned and appear on tickets just below each pot. It's kind of neat. Cash Pop is fun, easy, and draws twice daily. Seriously? In other Mississippi Lottery news, have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you like saving money? Then don't be a turkey. And overpay for your next vehicle. Head to Mazda of Jackson and scoop up a brand new Mazda today. Every car, SUV, and crossover in stock is priced to move. Get super low 2.9% financing for 60 months on new 2023 Mazda CX-9s. And 3.9% financing for 60 months on new 2023 Mazda CX-5s. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Have a clucker that you're looking to trade in? Let us give you top dollar for it and get you one step closer to your new ride. At Mazda of Jackson, we offer more selection, more savings, and more affordable monthly payments every single day, period. Remember, we have the best credit team around, and 100% credit approval is our number one goal. So don't be a turkey and overpay for your next vehicle. Get to Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. With proof credit, select model. See you for details. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Paz Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Paz Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Paz reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Paz. It's good medicine. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label bridge builders. What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership. That's why all of us at Janney King, the king of clean, are excited for this season. At Janney King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to JanneyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's JanneyKingCleans.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today.
traveling this Thanksgiving week, or if you're staying home like me, I hope that you will find the bright side of the road, because guess what? This is the time of year when we do get to celebrate, at least to some extent, the excesses of our Western, beautiful, wonderful, aren't we lucky to be here life. Don't, if anybody complains because they've had too much to eat, just smile at them. They don't really get it. But they will. Everybody figures out eventually that we are the land of the bountiful. We are the land of the beautiful. And coming up on Thanksgiving is no better time to figure it out than that. Yes, um, I'm looking at the uh, the photo in, in past Christian, and I got to tell you, it that looks like quite a project, Papa. I'm not sure what how that's going to turn out, but I look forward to seeing more about it. Speaking of uh, of getting into the cold weather and getting ourselves to visit with our friends and, and family and whatnot, testosterone promotes cuddling. I just wanted to tell you that. I feel like this is a public service announcement. <laughs> if, uh, if we are not aware, you know, we heard all during the pandemic how it was difficult to get, you don't want to get too close to anybody else and you want to maintain social distance. And we know now that if there's people who are not, have not been sick yet or who have not been vaccinated or who are about to get sick you don't want to be around any of that but you still got to find a way for humankind to hug one another because humans do that we are not all bears but we do like a bear hug every now and then so get yourself get yourself into that situation if you possibly can I know that I intend to. Speaking of other things that are good for us, we're talking about um, some things going on in the West Coast area. Uh, Omega-3s are one of those things that we all understand are good for us. And, and, I mean, I always wondered why I like salmon, but that's part of why I like salmon so much. could also be cod, tuna, herring, sardines. I don't like sardines. I'm sorry. A lot of people do. Y'all go ahead. Enjoy them. But... The idea is we needed to study this because everybody says it's good for you, it's good for you, it's good for you. The University of Texas, again, the Health Science Center, though this time at San Antonio, is letting us know that really it actually does begin to make sense to us because in their studies of people whose red blood cells contain higher concentrations of omega-3s, the fatty acids, of course, they then studied and were found that they also have better brain structures and cognitive function at middle age believe it or not middle age is still the point where we begin to measure things it may not be as young as it used to be (laughs) middle age used to be thought of as like 35 or 40 well we've kind of blown through that (laughs) but you 50 year olds out there and people around that that area not only is your eyesight going to go but you also have to think about your cognition and in fact one of the things that we really do need to understand is that we need to nourish our brains and our bodies and take care of both in order to get, well, in order to just be gardeners for a very long time. That's that's my desire. might be yours, too. I hope that if you are interested in gardening, and you are because you're here, that you will also be interested in subscribing to my newsletter, All Things Garden Mama Weekly. You won't hear about it after the end of the year because we start a new subscription year, but you need to get in before that. So you want information about it, send me a note, mamaonair at yahoo.com, or go to patreon.com slash gardenmama either in the app on your phone or on your at the website on your computer okay
Lots of work being done um, about what does contribute to our lifespan and, and frankly, sometimes what doesn't. But uh, the University of T- Tennessee Health Science Center is trying to figure out which of our genes actually do the modulating of aging and lifespan. And so, therefore, in studying this, of course, the, the question will be for all of us, and so then what are you going to do? <laughs> but they'll come up with something, I feel sure. I feel sure. I've been listening to a bunch of uh, public service announcements on various things and podcasts that I listen to telling me that, you, if you're if you're a student athlete, you should participate in lots of different sports. I, I certainly in, endorse that because you need to develop all of the parts of your body. They all benefit you when you do sports. But indeed, um, turns out that if you are a youthful athlete, particularly the sports themselves, playing basketball, playing soccer, playing that kind of stuff, is better than running in terms of your bone development. Again, it makes sense, but until somebody actually studied it, and in this case, Indiana University, where they study all that sort of stuff, they're big into kinesiology and whatnot, too. Um, it's really important to take advantage of their knowledge and, and add to our own. I know that if you are like me, um, you are celebrating this particular season, I understand that today is Sweet Potato Day. Uh, as, far, as far as I'm concerned, every day is Sweet Potato Day, but then maybe I'm a little bit more over the top on that than you are. I hope that you are. If you are one of those people that has never eaten sweet potatoes because they're always in a casserole topped with marshmallows and they look icky to you, don't eat those. Peel the sweet potatoes, cut them in chunks, put a little bit of oil and salt on them, and roast them in the oven in pieces, Okay. Cover it up at first so that the internal temperature gets good. Then take the top off, turn them over, and let them get a little bit brown on the outside or a little crispy. You will be so happy that I told you this because you will. It'll be so much better than that. And I'm not saying the casserole's not good, but to me, the cat that's dessert. <laughs> you know, it's not something I don't. I can't go eat my pecan pie if I eat the sweet potatoes at the meal. So we all have to make our choices. Yeah, when I was a kid, they always had the the sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows at Mamaw's for all the mm-hmm. holidays, and I, I could never do it. And then my dad taught me into eating actual potato. Yeah, you know, and it's I was different. Like, this is amazing, man. It's very different to be, and people don't always we don't recognize it necessarily as the same thing either, for sure. I have to say though that um, for me, there's nothing quite like Thanksgiving in terms of the whole ritual of going around and saying whether you're doing Friendsgiving or you've got family over you're whatever you're doing, take that minute, let everybody go around the table and say something that they're thankful for. And if everybody's too emotional or too cold hearted to say anything, just tell them, just say, I like the weather or I like, you know, just anything, but, but engage in that. It sometimes can start conversations that go on for a very, very long time. And sometimes it can lead to a better, for example, um, list of things to eat next year. (laughs) If everybody decides they don't like the sweet potatoes, for example. Um, I I come from a long line of people that eat gumbo at Thanksgiving. And I don't always do that, but I do appreciate it. So, by the way, the next soup at my house because I'm doing this this afternoon, will be butternut squash soup. I don't make it as well as Gordon Ramsay or any of those people that are famous for it, but I sure do like it. If, however, you have, you're a person who is just, maybe you're just tired of turkey, maybe you don't like it in the first place, or maybe you've made some different choices in your, your eating behavior, 
I'm not going to tell you that squash tastes like turkey, but I can tell you that wedges of roasted squash will have the same mouthfeel, and you can you can appreciate them even though they don't taste the same. You're getting a different texture. That's the other thing about so many of our dishes, because we want casseroles that we can make ahead of time and bring to the Thanksgiving table. Some of that stuff's kind of soft, you know. <laughs> ah, sweet potato stacks. Mary and Pearl want you to look those up. <laughs> Believe me, we're going to look them all up. We're into this. Thank you all so much for being here. Have a wonderful, happy, and very friendly and family-oriented Thanksgiving. Come back again next week right here for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. Hitting a single is great, but you know what's better? Doubles, triples, and home runs. Getting more for less always feels great, which is why I tell everyone to take advantage of Farm Bureau's home and auto insurance bundle. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favorites.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Did you know that just by changing where you buy your office supplies that you can supply jobs for blind Mississippians? MIB offers over 65,000 office supplies, including office furniture and your ink and toner. We offer good customer service with budget-friendly pricing and free shipping. Shop with a purpose today, helping yourself, your business, and other Mississippians. If you buy it, give Mississippi Industries for the Blind a try. Visit us at shop at msblind.org today. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. This Black Friday, we're checking everyone off your list with unbeatable deals at Ulta Beauty all week long. Starting November 20th, shop hundreds of exciting deals in store and online. And beginning Tuesday, get $12 mascaras from brands like Benefit and $10 lippies from brands like Fenty. And so much more. Because our kind of holiday is you having your kind of holiday. So what are you waiting for? Hurry to an Ulta Beauty near you or buy online and pick up in store. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.